You are listening to Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. Hey, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Digging In Podcast. I'm your host, Kincho Kelly, helping you get those question answer, questions answered whoo, to and through retirement. Sorry about that little fumble. I'm joined today by our resident White Sox fan and smart guy extraordinaire, Mr. Jackson Chaputis. How you doing, Thank buddy? Thank you, Kinch. Doing great. Great to be here. Wouldn't be bragging about the White Sox fan part right now, but... It's good to be here. You know what? On the Digging In Podcast. <laughs> the good thing about you, Jackson, is that you're not a Fairweather fan. You're not just hanging out when they're in the wild card race. That's you true. suffered through a lot this year. I mean, and that's coming from a Royals fan. So you suffered through a lot, but there's always spring training just around the corner, right? The suffering builds character. <laughs> so I'll stick with it. Suffering builds character. Uh, yeah, yeah. And hopefully. There's not too much suffering going on back there as you're crunching the numbers and figuring out what's best for our clients as you navigate the financial plans and the portfolios. And every time I walk by your computer, I joke about it. It feels like it's, it feels like it's the matrix, all these running numbers, and you're just, <laughs> you know, got your calculator and you're whizzing through it all. Um, but a couple weeks ago, when we talked about recording more episodes of the podcast, you said, hey, Kinch, there's something that I feel like our clients need to know about. And I was like, sure, let's talk about it. And you told me about it. I even wrote it down wrong. So I'm gonna (laughs) gonna reference my notes here. Jackson, you said you wanted to talk about the IMRF. So let's talk high level because I don't even know what those letters stand for. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, yeah, we can get into it. Um, IMRF stands for the Illinois Municipal Retirement Fund. Um, So in, in case you're not familiar at all, What it is is it's a defined benefit pension plan that's available for employees of Illinois local governments and school districts. So the reason that this came to my attention is as I'm putting together financial plans for a lot of our clients, uh, I notice some patterns, some things that come up pretty often. And it occurred to me that this was something that came up again and again. And not only did it come up, but there were always questions from our clients of how does this work? Um, What kind of benefit should I expect to be receiving from this? Uh, Is there anything that I need to know that I'm not aware of? Um, And so I went ahead and did some research on uh, the rules, the requirements, how the benefits actually uh, accrue and then get paid out. Um, And so I think that this information is really helpful to anybody who either is in IMRF now or has been in the past. Great. So it sounds like this will be a podcast to bookmark and that we can share with people, with clients or prospects who have questions about the IMRF. Now, we have clients all over the country and internationally. We're getting Mm -hmm. a lot more people that uh, 
to call multiple states home, but you really felt like this is something that we see because we have so many offices in Illinois and that's where our home base is that you felt like this is something that certainly needed needed to be addressed sooner rather than later. Right. It is an Illinois specific thing. Um, Most other states though do have a pension program similar to this. And even within Illinois, there's multiple pension systems. Uh, You may be familiar with TRS, uh, or SERS if you work for the one of the state universities like U of I or Illinois State, uh, or the Chicago Teachers Pension System as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing to note on those is that all those are, uh, they're called reciprocal systems with IMRF. So even though their benefits are different and the way that they get paid out and the way that they accrue are all different, uh, the time that you spend working for one of those systems carries over to the other. So, for example, if you worked for one of the state universities and you were in SERS for five years and then you went and worked at a local uh, elementary school for another five years, that would still count as as 10 years of service time. So there's a lot of different systems that we see, but they do have some overlap as well. And if you're in one of those other state systems, uh, I would encourage you to, to look into what plans they offer as well. So let's zoom out a little bit. I think Mm -hmm. maybe the best plan of attack is to start high level and kind of just zoom in a little bit more with each question. So I I heard you mention teachers earlier. Is that who this pension plan is for specifically, just teachers? Not just teachers. No, there are some um, local governments that use this as well. So maybe if uh, they're in local politics, Uh, but also beyond teachers, it's it's anyone who works for the school district. So any of the, the faculty and staff uh, within the schools are covered as well, uh, as long as you're full-time. Okay. So then I guess I think the next natural question becomes, to my knowledge, with pensions, you have to work at a place for a, a certain amount of time to even really qualify for it. I think that's is it vesting. Is that, is that what that's called? Yeah, that's right. Um, the The nice thing about the IMRF system is that Benefits start accruing uh, as soon as you start working within the system. So um, from day one that you're working there, there is a portion of your paycheck that's going into IMRF. Uh, But if you want to get the full pension benefit, that monthly check that you get when you retire, there is a vesting schedule and it depends a little bit on when you started working. So there's actually two tiers uh, of the system, tier one and tier two. Uh, Tier one is a little bit more favorable of a system, and that's for people that started working within the system prior to 2011. So if you worked uh, in a school district prior to 2011, that's when your vesting started. You're a tier one member, uh, and if that's the case, you need eight years of service to be fully vested and to get the full benefit uh, that you can receive, and your earliest retirement age is 60. Um, and around that time in 2011, they changed the rules and made a cutoff date. Anyone who started after that date is tier two. They're required to work 10 years and their full retirement age is 67. The longer vesting schedule and higher retirement age for tier two. That's right. Okay. Yes. So is there, is there a method to the madness of why? Is, are, they, are they thinking that the pension may not be fully funded or they're trying to squeeze some more out or, or some thoughts on why the two different schedules? Well, uh, it, it's probably a lot of state politics okay. um, trying to balance the budget of what the pension program is paying out every year with an aging population as well in the state of Illinois. Um, 
but also that that tier one system is really beneficial for retirement ages 60 is actually uh, much lower than Medicare or Social Security for retirement age. So anybody who is in that tier one, I think, has a, a very good retirement system in place. Um, and that was probably one of the reasons why they made the change. Um, tier two is still a very good system. Like I said, 10 years of service. Uh, age 67 is for retirement age, but you can actually start getting a benefit as early as age 62. It's just going to be reduced a little bit if you retire early. Well, that's good to know that mm -hmm. you can retire, but it may be a little bit of a re reduction on your benefit. I did hear you say that like a, a portion is taken from your check and, and put into the the pension fund. Are you in control of that percentage or is it, I guess... I'm likening it to like a 401k where like you can go up to a certain amount and then, and then have a match or, you know, max out your 401k. Mm -hmm. is, is it like that with, with the pension or no, you don't have any say on that. It's different. So okay. this is a big difference. It's a, a pension plan, not a defined contribution plan. So there's not as much flexibility to it. Um, but also it kind of happens behind the scenes. So whether you elect to or not, if you're in the IMRF system, uh, four and a half percent of your paycheck goes straight into the IMRF account. Whether you elect it or not. Whether you elect it or not from the okay. day you start working, four and a half percent of your salary gets deferred. That's your contribution. Okay. Now, the employer is going to put money in there on behalf of you as well. And that amount changes every year based on their calculations of what's going to be needed to, to fund your retirement. But it averages somewhere around eight to nine percent. So that's a good deal because they're putting in more than you're putting in. But the important thing to know is if you don't reach that full vesting schedule of the eight years or 10 years, depending on when you started, you're only going to get your portion back, not the employer portion. Okay, so you have to be fully vested in order to take not only your portion, but the portion that the employer put on in your behalf, right? Fully well, vested? if you're not fully vested, so if you haven't met those years of service that's required for your tier, whether it's eight or 10 years, say you've only worked there for five years and you quit or you go into a new, new career path, or even if you just retire, you're not vested for the employer portion or any of the investment earnings, but the money that you contributed yourself out of your paycheck is still yours. So if that happens to you, it's really important that you contact IMRF because in that case, you're not going to get a monthly pension benefit, but you are going to get a refund of the money that you put in. So if you haven't met that requirement, you'll get uh, an employee contribution refund, and you can either take that straight to your bank account, or you can roll it into another retirement account like an IRA. And is that a hundred percent refund or do you get any other growth on that? Because it sounds like for me, I'm letting them grow on my principal mm -hmm. right for however long until I don't meet that vesting schedule. So is it just the principal that you've put in or anything on top of that? It is just the principal that you put in. And that's why the vesting is really important mm -hmm. because that cutoff date of when you hit your service requirement is the cutoff date for receiving the money that your employer put in and all the investment earnings that are going on behind the scenes in the pension fund. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. That's mm -hmm. good to know. What else do we need to know about IMRF? I think it's really important for anyone who's in the system to be checking their statements that they receive in the mail, 
Make sure that they're tracking their service time, especially if you're not sure if you're going to hit that 10-year service uh, requirement. Anybody who started in the last decade or so is tier two, so they're in the 10-year service requirement. And if you're looking at retiring and you're going to be on that cutoff date, it makes a really big difference whether or not you hit the 10 years. Um, another thing to note is that if you are retired and you're receiving a monthly benefit, there is going to be an annual increase to that, um, which is a little bit different based on tier one and tier two as well. If you're tier one, it's going to be 3% every year, and that's a little more consistent. If you're tier two, it's based on inflation, and it's likely going to be a little bit less than that 3%, but you're still going to get an increase every year uh, to help fight inflation. So that's really nice as well. Hey, I think I know this one. Is that called a COLA? That is called a COLA. Yeah! Cost of living adjustment. Hey, see, I'm That's a great thing pensions. to have in any pension system, uh, even if you're not an IMRF and you've made it this far into the video and you have a different kind of pension. <laughs> look into seeing if that has a cost of living adjustment because it makes a huge difference as you look at retirement life expectancies of 20, 30, 40 years. See, I listen when you talk. <laughs> I, I, I've, you've helped me learn some things, right? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> what else? So we've kind of discussed what, an, what the IMRF, I have to say the initials so slow so I don't mess it up. We've learned what it is. We learned who contributes to it, how much they contribute, their vesting schedule, when they can take it, what else am I missing from the IMRF? I think we've covered a lot of it. One last thing that I do want to throw in, though. Um, if you are in the IMRF system and you're getting ready to retire, one little neat feature that they do have is any unused um, benefits like paid time off or sick leave can be added to your service time. So your benefit, the way that it's calculated, is based on your um, average salary and how long you've worked in the system. And if you have unused time off, that can add on months of service time if you've accrued that over many years. So um, definitely talk to someone uh, within IMRF about what that benefit's going to look like. And if you have that unused um, time off, make sure to bring that up as well. I am certainly glad that Rooted has a smart guy like you coming through all the data, digging into all the, the pension uh, fine print and disclosures and finding out all these cool things. Uh, if you want to talk to Jackson or any other financial advisor on our team, not only about your IMRF, but about your financial plan in its entirety, or take a look at how your IMRF might affect other ways your retirement plays out go ahead and give our office a call. It's 815-918-4727. And we'll make sure that you get with somebody that's just as smart as Jackson. <laughs> That'll do it for today's episode. Until next time, keep digging in. This was Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors.